Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. What's up, guys? Today I wanna uh, discuss interesting topic because uh, it's hard to find the right data, uh, especially in the marketing field when uh, users, customers, uh, and many uh, others uh, they pay a lot of attention to save their pri privacy, uh, privacy information. And I'm excited to discuss this topic with Marlon Glover. How are you? I'm wonderful. That that was a, a great introduction. I feel like you're you're, you're setting you're setting us up. You set you're at least creating some high expectations for this conversation. So I'm excited. <laughs> uh, yeah, I want to be honest. It's uh, my team uh, provides this job. I just tell them, you know, I have a great speaker. I want to uh, discuss interesting topics. And uh, they just uh, take uh, profiles, uh, find online all information, and create this promo. So, yeah, <laughs> love it. You know, uh, that means it's better to cooperate with the right people in the right time. and everything will be fine. Okay, before we start, just tell uh, more about yourself, your experience, background, and why you decided to take this topic. Yeah, sure. So um, I like to say that my, I mean, if I go way back to like 2003, that's really when I got into sales back in college. But, um, you know, I would say uh, around 14 years ago, I really fell in love with just the idea and the psychology of, of buying decisions. So the organization when I was with at the time um, analyzed uh, salespeople and really tried to understand what high performing salespeople did to make them high performers and to sort of replicate that for the middle uh, sort of grouping uh, performers at Fortune 500 organizations. Um, while at that organization, we ended up publishing a book that ended up being a Wall Street Journal bestseller called The Challenger Sale. Um, during that transition, I took on a role from sales to uh, helping develop a, uh, a marketing department um, within this organization. And so that's when I really got my hands into the idea of um you know multi-channel um you know acquisition of new customers from a b2b side so from uh, creating digital properties to uh, managing events so on and so forth um while ingesting sort of that research around hey how are people making how are people uh making buying decisions uh based on the evolution of technology also um even in the b2b space how are they doing it now that budgets are tightened and consensus is a big uh, part of that decision. And so long, uh, this is going to be a, a probably much longer than what you were anticipating, but I'll, I'll try to trim it down. So from there, it was, uh, okay, let me transition my, my skill set over to informing customers um, when they're searching online. And so made the transition to content strategy, uh, working at a large marketing agency to doing some of my own consulting. And then where I am now is how do we leverage uh, data from search to um, not just think about things through the lens of keywords, but how do we leverage keyword data to, to translate in terms of what questions are potential customers asking Google? One of the first places they tend to ask questions when they're thinking about making any type of decision and how can we use that data to inform uh, content strategy initially and ultimately, obviously we're, we're talking SEO, so how do we use that data to sort of influence um, you know, how, how we drive more uh, customers, um, visitors to to our sites. So for me, coming into this with the lens of how do we sort of change the language of 
keywords and, and SEO terminology to business um, term, terms. So what questions are customers asking Google? Um, you know, what times of year are they buying seasonality data? Um, you know, so on and so forth. That's when I started thinking about, hey, there's more growth and opportunities in how we leverage SEO and particularly data that uh, that informs SEO strategy to have arms and tentacles in other areas of the organization. Nice, nice. Love your experience. Uh, you know, uh, my loving quote that the era of lazy marketers is dead. You know, today uh, you can't go ahead with generic strategy without the right data. Uh, and remember, uh, probably 10 years ago when I started to promote my first online, online project, I, I just took uh, generic data that worked well. You know, uh, I used this data on Google Ads uh, yeah. uh, in my SEO strategy. Uh, I even didn't create uh, uh, info content just e-commerce content uh, because uh, my goal was uh, to buy more backlinks than my competitors had and yeah uh, <laughs> I ranked well but uh, when Google changed the algorithm all my traffic dropped so I got it that I need to learn more about that uh, and today yeah I completely assure that uh, you can't rely on tools uh, just to get the right data you need to provide more sophisticated process. Can you tell, uh, for example, for a new project, how to find the right data? What kind of tools we need to use? Where we need to go? Uh, and uh, for example, if we have no any resources, uh, it's a new project uh, and we are going to sell its high quality pro product, but uh, how to find the right data uh, for certain uh, marketing campaigns? Yeah, I, I say that um, that's going to become more challenging over time. Um, you know, at search metrics, we rely heavily on a very large and robust data set uh, of billions of keywords and sort of their associated metrics, things like um, obviously search volume, but being able to sort of use uh, dynamic click through models to estimate traffic. Um, looking at seasonality, aggregating uh, SERP feature integrations that Google's constantly experimenting with um, that has an impact on, um, you know, ranking sites ability to get clicks, um, you know, uh, competitor, uh, competitors uh, sort of presence in uh, market spaces. Uh, so I think that for, for us and particularly for, you know, for me, when I'm thinking about where to start, um, I'm typically still looking at, um, you know, this core data set to, to, to sort of inform um, consumer buying trends uh, for other areas of the organization. I will say that there, there is a lot of opportunity for us to think about, you know, how can we use data from other search sources? So, um, and, and that's, and I got to be honest with you, that's one of the things that I'm particularly interested in. And, and looking into right now, um, whether it be social sites or, um, again, this is, this is sort of a touchy topic just because of, uh, you know, the negative trend that we've seen in media around, um, you know, data tracking and cookies and making sure that we're not, um, you know, uh, sort of getting into sort of like really nuanced privacy issues. But I will say that I think that, you know, to start, we, we still need to be tapping into the data that we have access to maybe through the lens of search data to understand how that might be able to influence decision making around um, other marketing departments, whether that's creative 
um, branding, public relations, even customer service, merchandising, inventory managers, investment managers. I, you know, I think that that's where there's so much opportunity for us to sort of change the language that we use um, around this core data set um, so that it can be ingested by these other teams and interpret it in a way that is actionable for them. And that's a little bit of what we've seen anecdotes of some SEOs doing um, when they get into enterprises, right? They've, they've been able to build bridges between what they uh, typically do with, you know, optimizing a site so that it acquires more traffic, but also bringing these various groups into the same room and helping them understand how they may be able to put certain products on the shelves uh, at times of the year where they weren't previously thinking about based on seasonality trends of, of certain keyword categories and topics. Um, that's just one example, but um, I, I can go off, I can stand on my soapbox and talk about this all day, but I would say that in terms of the data sources, I'm particularly interested in seeing what's happening uh, across the industry uh, from a privacy standpoint, but um, trying to get squeeze as much juice as I can out of this core data set that we tend to sort of gravitate to already. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice, nice, nice sharing. Okay, uh, Marlon, uh, I have the question about digesting. Can you share the technical aspect? How to, to digest? Because you mentioned this word, uh, data today. Uh, because, for example, um, I can explain why it's interesting for me because uh, I often see when clients uh, are relying on tools a lot. You know, they open SEMrush, HRS, or any other tools, find uh, generic keywords, uh, see how their competitors get traffic and just uh, trying to replicate it, you know, but competitors usually highlight their strong sides, you know, they have their unique selling proposition. And uh, I usually tell them you don't need to do it. Uh, even marketing books proclaim, uh, learn your competitors and do the same, but it, it, it's not the case when your competitors get traffic from their strong sides. So it's better to consider your strong side, your unique selling proposition and jump with that. And you mentioned about digesting. Can you tell more uh, the technical aspect, how to digest, how to filter out the right data, take away uh, the wrong data uh, after uh, the first research and uh, use in the correct way all this data, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, got to be honest with you, I won't ever claim to be an SEO, nor will I ever claim to be an engineer. Uh, mm -hmm. I have really uh, sort of smart and sharp people who uh, do a lot of that dirty work on the back end. Um, I'd say that, uh, you know, that that is a, a challenge uh, at times is being able to scrub a lot of the data so that we make sure that we have a quality data set to then be able to go and further analyze working backwards from the action or the outcome that we want, or at least that we've determined that in stakeholders want to take, right? So, um, you know, I'd say that one, um, you know, as a part of one of the things that, that has been developed uh, within my current organization is when, you know, we have something called a market insights report, which aggregates from uh, a list of C terms, C keywords, uh, a, a broader list of other terms that are semantically related to those terms based on several factors, one being looking at the uh, the other sites that are ranking for those terms 
uh, finding a significant overlap for other keywords that are also um, ranking for those sites that are ranking for those seed terms and using um, some proprietary algorithms to, to, to find uh, semantic clusters of those um, additional terms mapping back to those seed terms. And then, you know, when we look at that through that lens, that allows us to be able to ingest additional keywords that are semantically related um, and then using other types of taxonomies to then group those keywords based on key characteristics. So, for example, if we're thinking, um, you know, product categories like apparel, um, you might use an existing taxonomy that exists out there to to then sort of create that structure for how you're going to. <coughs> uh, sorry, for how you're going to sort of group those keywords in a way that's going to be. Um, useful for the end users that then need to take that and make sort of their own analyses and decision making. So I, I, you know, again, not not the answer that you're looking for from a technical standpoint, um, but uh, I think that uh, there's a lot of nuances and a lot of steps in order to get to a clean set of data that we can then begin analyzing for um, for interpretation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, got it. But you know, I think that today SEO is more related to marketing than at any other uh, uh, stage of uh, SEO evolution, because today, you know, Google pays more attention uh, to human psychology, to user experience, customer experience. And uh, yeah, of course, SEO has uh, a lot of uh, methods, tricks to optimize content. But if you can't create content for a user, you know, uh, yeah. You, it's hard to get results. You can't manipulate uh, the search system that we did before. Yeah, uh, I was on, on the same boat because at that time uh, that worked. No, that was hard to <laughs> overcome your competitors with uh, standard methods. But today uh, we need to consider few, uh, people. Yeah, if you don't yeah. consider people, you can't go ahead. You know, I, I can't avoid this question uh, uh, because <laughs> uh, I see on your background some books. C uh, can you tell how you can... Uh, what you are loving books and how you get data from books yeah it's related to our main topic <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no i think how do i get data from books yeah yeah uh, to your mind <laughs> oh man man so uh, well i mean i think you know my wife's an educator and so she's given me a lot of tools and tactics for uh for note taking and finding anch anchors within um you know material that that i read um, and using those sort of unique anchors to sort of um, set place marks for, you know, how, to, you know, a certain part within a piece of literature that made me feel a certain way. Maybe there was a new idea. Maybe there was something that I would challenge in a book. So it's, it's sort of a she's giving me games because I, I got to admit, like sometimes you might read some mundane books and you have to find like other ways to 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 get engaged in them. So she's given me some good sort of tools and anchors that allows me to be able to go back and find markers of things that I've learned that's new, um, things that made me feel a certain way. And so segmenting the different things within those books in that way. So similar, I mean, uh, not to bring it back to, uh, to to sort of SEO and data, but it's almost categorizing the the different ideas and concepts in the books that 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 um, you know that I read um, in a way that allows me to be able to organize them based on sort of these different things that I look to take away from it. Um, so yeah, that's that's I mean that's the short end of it. And then I think I heard Bill Gates say recently that you know reading isn't something that you can sort of do um, 
you know, just in a five minute time, you can't just like, oh, I'm gonna pick up a book and think I'm gonna get anything out of it. Like dedicating like a specific amount of time where my intention is to 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 focus on reading and uh, to sort of get whatever it is that I'm hoping to get out of it. Um, and so that sort of helped me create a little bit more structure behind it. Yeah, yeah. nice, nice. Yeah, I agree with Bill Gates. I think he knew <laughs> what he's talking about because uh, for me, it's hard to find time uh, to read books, but uh, I found this time I usually uh, avoid watching TV completely, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, it's, it saves a lot of time. And the second one, uh, uh, I'm listening to audio books, you know, yeah. when I'm yeah. going to the bed or walking with my dogs or just uh, uh, exercising, training. Yeah, uh, we have this time. You need just to find it uh, <laughs> and to use correctly. You know, someone with the name I am, uh wanna know from you where can i get a copy list terms of or techniques of the strategy that marlon is using okay you are you can reply <laughs> the the strategy or where can i get a copy list terms of of techniques of the strategy that more you mean uh from reading or the books i'm reading or just in general around uh, i know that was uh, this this question uh appeal before we started to speak about uh, books so it's more related to data i think yeah yeah well I, I think so much of what we're talking about at least from from my purview is sort of new and and like one of the questions that that i have um for a lot of seos is uh you know generally speaking you know you talked about this sort of um the influence um uh, of um, SEOs being able to sort of drive any type of changes. Like Google is giving folks less influence to sort of uh, in terms of their performance. And um, I, I question for a lot of SEOs, like how, when they lose that level of influence over time, Google wants to keep more people on their platform. How are you going to continue to create value within your organization? Right. And so, um, I think that because, you know, we've seen sort of this trend of and you had Tyson Stockton on the show and we've worked very closely together over the years. And one of the things he had brought to my attention from other data was that, you know, we were seeing companies that were, uh, you know, maintaining their high high rankings in Google, but were uh, losing traffic. Um, and as a result of, you know, uh, other cert features and knowledge crafts and things appearing in the search uh, engine results pages. Um, so that, that's another example of, hey, we're, we're losing some of our ability to truly drive and influence, uh, you know, uh, our company's ability to drive revenue from the organic channel. And so for SEOs, I would challenge I would challenge all SEOs to think about, all right, well, we know that we need to stay true to what we do and we need to continue to sort of prove our belt value by, you know, driving revenue to the or, uh, to the to the organization from a organic standpoint but how else how else can i get a seat at the table um, in some of these bigger conversations that are happening across the organization i come back to this idea of being able to to tap into one understanding hey go to your go to your um your creative team and understand what data they're using to determine what creative creative strategies they're going to um, execute um, as a part of their you know their projects and campaigns throughout the year. 
So for example, if we were talking to a major shoe retailer and they were looking at advertising a um, a, a running shoe in a certain colorway at this time of year, well, are they, can you go to them and say that, well, hey, based on our data and search trends that, rep, you know, this could be a sort of a, a, a close representation of consumer demand. We see that in this region, during this time of year, that this type of product in these colors are most searched. Um, that could inform the the image that they put on billboards or commercials in that region, the timing of it, et cetera, in addition to what you populate on the site. Um, so I know I'm not answering your question. I, this is going to be a, a redundant thing, but I, I, I haven't found uh, a lot of data out there or a lot of resources out there that, that truly help answer that question. And this is something that, that we're particularly keen on doing um, at Search Metrics. And uh, I got to say, personally, in my career, um, so, um, you know, I'm, I'm scouring the nets as well to try to figure out, you know, who else is using search data to, to sort of inform that. But I do believe that there are other data sources that are, you know, the Nielsen's of the world that are providing data in a way that could drive some of that decision making. I think that our value could be, um, there's a, there's a higher ceiling for the value that SEOs can provide by tapping into that. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Uh, love your answer. Uh, I have the question about uh, creating the right uh, content strategy uh, or um, any strategy for a business. Can you share from your experience how to do it, how to create the right strategy uh, by using uh, uh, correct data uh, when you phone them, uh, digest? And uh, to uh, uh, I, I want to clarify why I'm interested about that, because I often see when uh, companies are looking to cover almost everything, you know, uh, yeah. many directions uh, without having uh, good results with one direction. Can you tell how to prioritize uh, your uh, efforts, because uh, especially when we have limited resources and how to create this uh, strategy? Because uh, 36% of all businesses uh, only have a documented content strategy. Most of, uh, of others just use generic strategy, nothing special. You know, they, I don't know where they can get this data possible from some tools and uh, chasing everything. Please <laughs> provide insights about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a, that's a big conversation. I think that, you know, before we even talk about content, because content is a tactic uh, we, I think it's important to work backwards from what it is that we ultimately want to achieve. And that's, um, that's sort of helping or constructively teaching prospective customers throughout that buying process. And this goes back to sort of 13 years ago, this whole idea of like the challenger sale, that book that I told you about that was driven by research from top sales performers. But we understand that, that, customers are empowered to learn on their own. And so what does that journey look like from the point that they are doing their day-to-day -day jobs or if they're not sort of a business person, they are uh, going, you know, say, I'm, I like to play basketball. So I don't have a need for a new ankle brace right now, um, but um, I am interested in topics around sort of basketball and performance gear and workouts, et cetera. So, that's sort of a part of my journey as well. So if there's if there's domains that are teaching me around 
that I constantly keep coming back to that's educating me around these things. And they just so happen to sell ankle braces. Uh, then one of the things I might sort of be aware of when I need an ankle brace is, oh, yeah, I remember that company. Now I have a, a need that's so significant. I'm looking to find a solution for it. And so now the brand awareness is there, but now they got to show and prove. Here are the things that I'm looking for uh, regarding my ankle brace that my podiatrist told me that I should be thinking about. And so now understanding sort of all of those questions that may come up in a conversation with your customers, uh, a company's customer success team, a sales team, being able to pull those questions from people that are actually having conversations with customers. Um, that could be a great start for doing some of our keyword research. Um, if we don't have that ability to do that, then what I would also start looking at is who else out there is teaching our customers, our prospective customers, um, uh, who else out there is teaching our prospective customers and using them as a resource pool to pull um, keywords or I like to call keywords questions that prospective customers are asking Google. From there, we're just aggregating data, aggregating data from real life conversations to competitor data. And we're trying to understand how that maps along the, the buying journey from top of the funnel, day to day things that your prospective customer may care about before they actually have a problem that they want to solve for to the specific um, things that they care about when they're looking to solve that problem. In my case, I wanted an ankle brace that um, actually wanted an ankle brace that Steph Curry wears because he had <laughs> he had really mm -hmm. bad ankle problems if you're familiar with uh, basketball in, in the U.S. But um, and so I was looking for specific specs around that and being able to answer and address those questions along the buying process. Once you've identified that, then you want to understand, one, how how effectively are you answering those questions today based on your current material? Right. So that could help you prioritize things. Are you answering a significant number of questions early in the buying process, but you're sort of um, uh, anemic, um, sort of the middle and late stages where people are asking about, hey, you know, what does the customer support process look like for for this product or solution? Um, and uh, and then obviously, uh, so you're addressing each stage of the buying process. And then from there, you're targeting the terms and the groupings of terms along that buying process based on the, uh, I would say the demand for those questions, um, demand being the search volume and the potential traffic that, that you can achieve. I would say the other thing to consider, and there's a lot there, but the other thing to consider is authority. Um, there are, uh, you know, obviously we know with uh, uh, certain types of topics that, you know, you definitely need to have uh, the authority um, to be able to rank for those. And so looking for areas where you can establish more authority so that you're in a better position to rank for it. Um, but it's a broad question. It obviously has its own unique nuances for different industries. Um, if we were talking running shoes and there's health oriented things uh, related to that, that um, may have uh, different implications of how you, how you target that versus other um, topics. <laughs> yeah i like your reply by the way if you want to play basketball <laughs> i'm in florida <laughs> i have good field here you know close to my house <laughs> we can play cool. I'm, 
I'm not sure that uh, I can uh, beat you, you know, because uh, yeah, I, I I like playing, but uh, I'm far away from professionals, you know. Yeah, no, I'm not that good either. But you know, getting up there in age, man, is 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 a good way to 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 get stay in shape in a fun way. Yeah, totally, totally. Uh, yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, uh, yeah, uh, I am wanna know about my strategy. Yeah, interesting. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I, I I can share a few insights. Uh, my loving strategy is to be uh myself uh you know uh, don't copy others and consistent in your way just uh go step by step uh, be patient with results uh and uh, yeah and don't try to overcome competitors for example i usually search for topics that have a lack of quality content low competition for example if i see that competitors have uh, a lot of backlinks why i need to uh, try to overcome them or for example i can see uh, they have high quality content even if i create the same high quality content why google will uh, rank my content so it's better to find topics with outdated information low quality content where you can create something better much better 10 times better content than jump on this field and yeah be consistent uh, uh for example uh, i love using strategy to comment a lot on social media posts and uh, uh, when someone uh, replied to me uh, you know uh, it doesn't work for me because uh, i commented a hundred times and it didn't work you know, guys, I commented a thousand times when I uh, uh, met first results, when I landed to them, when I got, oh, it, it worked. So you need to be patient because you can improve your quality step by step. Just go ahead with that. Okay, Marlon, I have uh, the next question. Uh, I check out on your LinkedIn that you uh, uh, have experience with marketing and sales. Uh, in most cases, uh, these niches are different. And uh, uh, I check out a few studies that uh, sales people uh, don't like marketers. Uh, probably they have some reasons. I don't want to jump on that, you know, to dive more. Can you tell how to unite uh, marketers and sales people today because you have experience uh, in marketing and sales and uh, market marketers need to get data from sales people, but sales people can hide them or uh, don't want to share uh, from your experience how to do it? Yeah, I think I think everything starts with the alignment of like the common goal like I, I i my thought process with almost everything is uh and simon Sinek has has a great um sort of uh talk ted talk around it. it's like lead with why um and oftentimes where you see misalignment between marketing and sales is there's misalignment because marketing is talking about a tactic here that sales doesn't understand what outcomes will come from that tac tactic that will help them um you know, and then sales can be very demanding and sort of very sort of tunnel vision at times around a specific deal that they want to get in the door. So so I think that, you know, when you lead with like, what is it that we want to accomplish as an organization? And then the second level is what are the uh, who are the various stakeholders, uh, those being marketing and sales in this case that um, have activities with outcomes that align to that bigger goal, those things have to align first, right? So marketing's activities needs to align to this bigger goal and sales activities need to align to those bigger goals. And if that, if there's agreement in sort of that middle tier, then the tactics used will make the most sense for everyone in the organization. So I can tell you that 
for for uh, you know for personally in my career and uh, one of the things is the the connected tissue between marketing and sales is helping as a marketer helping sales understand what uh, how the things that we're going doing is aligning to the buying process. So to them is they want to be able to reduce the sales cycle time to get deals in the door faster, um, um, to sell more quickly. They want to increase deal size. And so as a marketer, I'm thinking, okay, great. So everything that I do needs to be communicated in a way that will resonate with a salesperson that wants to reduce the sales cycle and increase deal size. And if I can communicate everything that I'm doing through that lens, then sales is going to be right there on board with me. Um, whether I'm asking them to do something is going to be, hey, I need you to do this because if we did this, it's going to reduce the sales cycle or increase the deal size yeah. in some way. Um, and so, you know, that's where I think for for personally, um, I've had great relationships with sales and even on the delivery side, you know, when sales, you know, there's this sort of ongoing thing of uh, whether you're in an agency and you're working with salespeople and they care about getting the deal through the door. And sometimes you get an engagement that you have to support for a client and maybe misaligned with what was sold. Well, you solve for that by talking a little bit about um, the client experience and what would be beneficial if we have a successful engagement and how we may be able to use that engagement um, to get more referrals to make their job easier um, or even how we can get involved in the sales conversation, particularly when it comes to scoping, because you can help sort of create more credibility earlier on that or help you help the customer or help them identify gaps in their strategy that could include more services that we could offer them before you sold it. So now we're saying, okay, getting me involved, someone that is more on the delivery side will probably increase your win rates, make you win more deals because you're providing expertise and education earlier in the sales process at a deeper level. Um, it'll likely, um, you're probably going to find some things that you weren't considering and increase the amount of uh, increase the amount that you're actually going to sell them by doing a small, maybe gap analysis. Um, and, uh, you know, if they're considering other competitors, then it's very likely we could, we could sort of close that uh, process or make that sale happen faster because we are helping you scope that and it's not taking as long to do it. So those are just some of the things that um, on the marketing side can help sort of bridge the gap between sales. And then even as a expert or a consultant, um, working with sales to make sure that you're getting the right engagement scoped and through the door. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice, nice. Love your reply. Uh, okay, can you tell about um, short, uh, short term, uh, medium and long uh, strategy? You know, because, um, for example, marketers uh, have different uh, goals. For example, content marketing might uh, not work uh, in the short run when you create uh, blog content. Uh, uh, webinars can work right now, yeah, because you can uh, get leads. Uh, how to uh, divide them? Uh, for example, uh, long goals, uh, short goals, medium goals in your uh, marketing strategy. Yeah, that's that's a good question. You know, to be honest, I've you know I, I've been a little bit removed from full scope digital marketing and been very mm -hmm. focused on 
uh, you know, using um, uh, data um, and uh, to inform these strategies and uh, supporting SEO consultants. But but one of the things that I always come back to is um, it always comes back to customer acquisition and the journey to get to acquiring customers. And then once they're acquired, how do we uh, retain them, grow them over time? And so from a goal perspective, again, going back to what is our why? Our why is how do we get the right clients? How do we um, how do we build loyal? Well, no, I won't say clients. How do we get the right customers? How do we build loyal customers and how do we grow those customers over time? Um, while maximizing profit. And so uh, when in working backwards from that goal, then it comes back, we get to that middle layer again, which is what are the tactics for us as digital marketers or SEOs? And how do we measure our KPIs alongside that bigger initiative? And so, you know, I, I think that it varies for different organizations, depending on what that ideal client look like looks like and what that ideal client experience looks like so long-term goals um and i would say in my case uh in in sort of selling or uh selling sort of seo engagements for large enterprises would be one where are they in their where is our client in their seo maturity model right so a short-term goal for uh organization that has very low maturity in seo is to uh, provide education for them so that they can be much more self-sufficient in um, analyzing sites or doing keyword research or setting up projects in a way that's going to help them be able to track performance or identifying new topics that is driven by SEO data, you know, potential traffic um, and optimizing that content. Those could be short-term goals. Um, you know, midterm goals for a low maturity organization could be okay within, you know, uh, let's say six months time after you've sort of gotten uh, self-sufficient in doing that. We want to see actual things being published. We want to see things being implemented and executed on the back end from a technical side. So we want to see some marked improvement over time. Maybe a short-term goal is just actually getting things done. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> just getting things implemented. Um, and then long-term goals is going to be really very much tied to that bigger objective is, are we, are we uh, capturing the right customer? Are they, um, are they loyal? Are they growing and finding the right success metrics to, to measure those individual things? But it always comes back to that bigger organization business goal or company goal is getting the right customer making them loyal retaining them growing over time while maximizing profit mm -hmm. nice nice uh okay i have the uh, i think the final question uh for example if someone wanna be an expert like you what to do which books to read what to learn and where to go you know uh because uh, i think uh, my audience consists of website owners uh business owners and students who want to jump on this field provide more insights for uh students who want to be an expert in one day like you yeah I, I don't like calling myself an expert like i'm just a student i'm always a student and i think that's the mindset to have is that just this natural curiosity to learn and to, and to sort of dig deeper. Um, there's so many areas um, from marketing 
um, and all the various channels within that to SEO that um, an individual that may be in the game for 20 years that still feels like, hey, now I need to go into this area of technical SEO and specifically like within this area of technical technical SEO. So for me, it's just sort of this this innate ability to, you know, honestly, where it starts is learning how to learn, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like learning how to learn was probably the first thing. And that's probably something that one of my side passions that of like, how do I, how do I constructively process information and gather information going back to the question around the books? How do, what tools can I use to learn and retain information? And then once I have that structure and that framework, then the world is my oyster. So, you know, I, I can't point you to any books, but what I'd say is that if you have access to any data or any platforms, then use that and use clients that, or, or use, um, organizations or topic areas that you're passionate about or you're interested in and just start rolling up your sleeves and getting going. Um, I've built my own websites when I didn't, I have no coding experience. Um, I've built my own e-commerce sites. I wasn't an SEO. So I just took it upon myself to learn SEO as much as I could by building my own e-commerce site. And, and um, yeah, so I think the start is, you know, we can sort of inundate ourselves with a ton of books and a ton of resources and not necessarily retain that information. The most important thing I can probably tell anyone is to learn how to learn um, and start your research there. And then everything else should follow suit. Uh, I love your reply. I'm going to steal it, you know, when you, uh, someone will ask me <laughs> because, yeah, I'm on the same boat. Yeah, uh, I always learn, I, you know, and it's interesting. Yeah, I agree with that. When uh, you learn more, you understand that you understand nothing. You know, <laughs> that means just uh, to be student all your life. Uh, thanks a lot, Maron. Uh, it's a big pleasure to get on my show. Tell uh, our audience how they can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm admittedly not great at this, but uh, what I'll say is that LinkedIn. Um, you know, you can find me on LinkedIn, Marlon Glover. I think um, for for slash. Uh, Marlon Glover, exactly. So you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm not that active on Twitter. Um, we'll see where it goes with Elon taking the helm, but you can find me on Twitter uh, under my name, uh, Marlon Glover. Um, and, uh, you know, you can always, uh, you know, use those channels to reach out to me. So um, thank you so much, man. I, I really appreciate the conversation. This felt very organic and, and real. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Okay, guys, you can find all these links in the description below. Listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again for your time. You know, yeah, it's a big, big pleasure to learn from experts. I think you are expert, but you are a student as well. You know, yeah, you, you can go ahead with all of them. Okay, guys, thanks for watching, watching and listening to us. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.